0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to NEPA Sports Stories. My name is Matt Bafano, and I am the host of this podcast. This is episode five, and my guest today is Dominic DeLuca. Dom, or Dominic. He was the quarterback and defensive back for Wyoming Area High School the past several years, including 2019, which saw the Warriors win a state championship. We spent a lot of time talking about uh, Dominic's senior season, but we really honed in on that state championship game because it was incredible. It really was one of the best high school football games you'll ever see. Wyoming Area got down 14-0, DeLuca gets hurt. Everything looks like it's coming to an end. He comes back from injury. He leads the team to a championship. He, along with guys like F.J. Bracini, Sammy Solomon, Nick Elko, Darren Rodney, Jacob and Brian Williams, of course, Coach Randy Spencer, all those guys and so many more made it happen for Wyoming area. Uh, and now Dominic is going to play college football as a preferred walk on at Penn State. So, my thanks to Dominic for joining me. And before we get into the interview, really quickly. Please subscribe to NEPA Sports Stories on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Review it, rate it five stars. I really appreciate um, everyone listening and everyone giving feedback. And also, you could find us on Facebook. We ju- I just created a page, NEPA Sports Stories, trying to get that off the ground, because as we speak, it has seven likes. I just created it last night, and it's got seven likes so help me get some more likes and you could also follow uh, follow the page on Instagram NEPA Sports Stories so with no further ado let's get into my interview with Dominic DeLuca so this is the first fall i think you told me since you were 5 years old that you're not playing football so just how weird has this, uh, you know, lack of a preseason been?
1: Well, this fall I wasn't going to be playing anyways, but it it, it really is an eye-opener. It's crazy. Like, I love this sport so much. I I, I trained so hard for it, and just to not be able to play for fall, it, it's it's kind of heartbreaking, but it's it's a rough time right now, and we have to do what we have to do.
0: And really quickly, before we move on, the uh, just explain the circumstances as to why you wouldn't be playing this fall anyway.
1: I tore my ACL in the state championship game in the third quarter. Had surgery on February seventh, and I'm recovering right now.
0: All right, and you're taking classes at Luzerne County Community College instead of Penn State for the time being, right?
1: Yes, I am taking two classes there.
0: All right. So before we get into last season and all the triumph that came with it at Wyoming Area, you know, it's it's kind of a cliche, but a lot of times high school teams they take a beating first and they go through some tough years before they reached the mountaintop and i think in your case that was your sophomore season do i have that right at wyoming area that was tough year
1: yeah that, that's about right yeah yeah what we was were there young any
0: you, you were young and and what was there any uh loss in particular that stuck with you
1: losing pj angley was huge he he was a great athlete he was a great mentor also and he helped me a lot during the season but he Him on the field probably was a, a big loss for us, and, that, and at, that wasn't really good. And at what point did you
0: lose him? Was was that – so did we he lost play your in, freshman
1: year? Yes, we did. He was the starting quarterback my freshman year, and he was the starting quarterback my sophomore year. Then on the first drive of defense of sophomore year, his senior year, he tore his ACL also.
0: And then you got thrown into the fire.
1: Yep, and that was me for the next three years.
0: Yeah. Um. What did you learn in that first season as the starting quarterback from Wyoming area?
1: That first year, it was a, it was a rough year. We were a very young team. We had no experience, and uh, it was more of a learning year for most of us. But we, we had some really good athletes. We had Mark Minichello, Steve Yordy, Justin Joseph, Donnie O'Boyle, and even some kids from this year, F.G. Persini, Corey Maruck, Darren Rodney, Brian Williams, and that was really big for us, playing as sophomores against those against those teams. Like, Walton Palmbeck was a great team to play against their first game, and they, they gave us a run for our money. We only won 7-3 that game, and it, it wasn't, wasn't pretty at all.
0: And then your junior year, a lot more success, almost got to the district final. So I remember everyone kind of the preseason to last year was talking about how good Wyoming area was going to be. Uh, but at that point, how good did you think you could be? Did you think that you could end up actually going to Hershey?
1: I think we probably could have made a good run in the States. It's, we had a good team. We had a lot of athletes, and we had our experience. We had our we had our beating sophomore year, and I feel like that, that helped us a lot the junior year to know, like, we need to work hard this offseason. We need to push everyone. We need to be ready. We need to get that me- next man up. And we had the next man up, but, like, we we ran out at the end, losing Corey Murak, 1,000-yard rusher, big part of the defense. It, it, it was hard on us, and uh, we tried to take over. It, it was just too much, I guess.
0: But now going into senior year, uh, knowing how close you had come to the district final as juniors, what did you think the expectations would be in your last year of high school football?
1: Very big chip on my shoulder. We were underrated all year. No one believed in us because we lost last year. They're like, oh, they're just hyping themselves up, making them feel like they're good. But no, we wanted wanted it. We worked hard. We worked our butts off. We came in day in and day out, and we wanted to win. And I feel like that was huge for us. And everyone was behind each other next man up all the younger kids wanted to play like they they knew we could be good and I guess that that was a big help for us.
0: Scranton prep was the one that opened everybody's eyes week two um just take me inside the locker room leading up to that game and what the admin I mean you guys ended up destroying them I think it was 34 nothing uh did you have a feeling that was going to happen?
1: I, I didn't expect it to be a blowout, but I, I knew it was going to be a very good game. And I knew we were coming out hard, ready to play. And we were wanting to hit someone. And we wanted wanted to make sure they knew we were here to play. And we were the team to beat this year. And they were saying it all week in the locker room, on the field, in the team meetings. Every, every coach was saying, this is a statement game. This will put us on the map. Us coming out, dominating like we did, playing physical, hitting hard, and running the ball down the throat to it. it it showed that we we worked off we worked all summer and it's, we're hopefully going to pay off
0: that was the start of a little run of away games for wyoming area you played at northwest then and at Nanacoke area uh mm-hmm. just being a high school football player in the wyoming valley conference what is it like to play at some of these road stadiums versus being at home
1: uh it's a real experience it's uh Nanticoke playing on grass again i, I, I always like playing on grass and uh, the turf, I, I like the turf. I don't mind it, but it's, it's a little uh, different than playing on grass. You always slide in everywhere, but I don't mind traveling like that, playing at different stadiums. It's just to get to say you play at some stadiums, it's awesome.
0: You mentioned grass, and that brings me back to, I think it was your junior year when you played, oh, man. Uh, could it have been Hanover
1: area at one yes, year? Yes, it was, the Mud Bowl. Yes. Uh, what do you recall about that game? Whoa, that that was a very fun game to play in, but it it was very hard though. It slipping everywhere, it couldn't really run. Uh I got tackled the one time I remember and I slid like five or ten yards after it. And it it, it was fun though playing in the mud. It, everyone dreams of that. It's a really experience.
0: All right. So progressing through the season here. Uh you beat Tonkanic at home 49-10. You won at Lake Lehman 3530. Uh that was a close one, and then you won it done more, 35-14. It all led up to the Southern Columbia game, probably one of the most memorable games in Wyoming area history, really. Uh, there was a lot of conversation. Will it happen? Won't it happen? A lot of people speculating Wyoming area is going to get crushed if it does happen. Um, what? How badly did you want to play that game? How badly did you want to prove yourself that you could stay on the field with them?
1: I've been wanting to play them for a while now, like just seeing – like just seen them on social media playing like all these big like these R8 schools. Like I wanted to play them. Like I wanted them to see like how would we do against like a team of that caliber. Yeah, they 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 kicked their butts. Yeah, they did. They were very athletic, very fast and they were strong. But I feel like we we gave them a run for their money. Shut them out in the first quarter. Kept Fleming to 82 yards and no touchdowns. I, I thought that was huge. But they killed us on the on the end game and they were fast on the edge. And it, you could really see how speed works in this game.
0: Did you specifically match up with Julian Fleming, Ohio State, uh, commit in that game?
1: Uh, yeah, I was playing over top on him because he was usually the deep ball guy and they always try to get him the ball fast and deep usually.
0: When you talk to your friends or even reporters, you know, and try to explain how good a player like him is uh, or that whole team really is, how would you, you know, put it in terms that everyone could understand?
1: Fast, very fast. They. Fleming's first step off the ball—it—it it, it was hard for our guys to even touch him, and just him running full speed at me—he's like one of the fastest kids in the nation. And uh, it, it's—it's—he comes in quick, and you have to be ready to play if he's coming at you. And uh, I felt like I did an all right job, but I still have some working to do and catch up to him. But I feel like I'll get there. But they—they they were really quick on the edge. They—they they knew the game, and they—they they were ready to hit and they were ready to play. They were all fast. They had too many athletes on the field at once for us at the on defense. Cal Halliday playing middle linebacker coming in. He, he, he's a great player. He knows his reads. He knows how to fill the hole quick and make sure he feels you when, uh, when he gets hit by you.
0: Even though the score was 42-0 in that game, I think a lot of people came away thinking, Wyoming area, even though it was 42-0, they kind of held their own. Uh, did you f- even though that was a, a, obviously a lopsided loss, did you come away feeling kind of decent about the way you played in that game?
1: Without a doubt, yes. It, we, some teams need a butt kicking to keep their heads on their shoulder and not get a big head. And I feel like getting, us getting our butts kicked like that, it, and against that caliber of team, team, I feel like we got more to learn from that game than playing one of the other teams.
0: Is that what Coach Randy Spencer and, and the coaches communicated to you too?
1: Were they proud of you? Yeah, they were proud of us. We, we held a great team to shut out in the first quarter, and I, I don't think that's happened in a very long time for Southern and. For us to do it, I think that was a, one of the big accomplishments. But they got the best of us the rest of the game. So uh, I just ha- I was just happy to play against that caliber and make us all better as a team.
0: So at that point, you're 7-1. and one. You're having a really good season as the quarterback and safety for the team. Were you getting some looks at from colleges at this point?
1: Uh, yeah, a lot of teams were coming out to me for my defense. And uh, after the scrant prep game, they gave me a preferred walk-on. And I've been in touch with a lot of schools, West Virginia. Penn State kept on watching. They were were on my tail the whole time, the whole season. And Temple I had, UMass, all them. And Penn State just felt right for me. That's why I went there. Yeah, when you say Penn
0: State was on your tail, like what uh, specifically was the coaching staff doing? How were they keeping you in the loop?
1: Always talking to them, always coming out, trying to get out to the most games I could or – just keeping in touch, seeing how the season's going. And they, they really kept in touch with me about that. And they always knew they always like text me to see how I did. And I felt that that was, that was why one of the choices I had. And you grew up a
0: Penn state fan, right? Yes, I did.
1: So when Pitt was
0: the first one to offer a preferred walk on (laughs) arrival of Penn States, what were your emotions about that?
1: Actually Penn state offered me in the summer, but I never really uh, posted it. And, they, they actually offered me after camp. They, they offered me a preferred walk-on. They said, we'll see how the season goes, and we'll get back to you. Uh, but when Pitt offered me, it was like, yeah, I love Pitt and all, but I, I grew up a Penn State fan, but Pitt was always there. Coach Salem, he, he, was, a, he was a nice guy to talk to. He was a nice. I had a really good relationship with him, and I, I hope I can stay in touch. So.
0: All right. So, at this point, still uncommitted with after the Southern Columbia game, and then you wrap up the season – beating Hanover area and rival Pittston area doesn't matter how good or bad one of those teams is on any given years it's always a big game you beat those teams 56 nothing and 45 nothing so you enter the postseason nine and one and it, again it's a great regular season just like you had junior year was it all at all in the back of your minds that uh you know the season prior you had a lot of hype going in the postseason but you just couldn't get it done
1: Yeah, we, we had a chip on our shoulder coming into playoffs without a doubt. That first week we had, well, we had the week off. Then the second week, the semifinals, when we played Lehman, uh, I feel like we were, we were, we had a very good, uh, week of practice. And that, that helped us a lot in the game. And as you can see, we, we came out to play, we wanted to play, and we made sure we weren't going to let anyone take this from us. That Lake Lehman
0: game you mentioned, that was the first round of districts. Uh, 48-12 Forty-eight to twelve was the final score. I remember covering that game, and it's kind of the great encapsulation of everything you did at Wyoming Area because you played quarterback, you threw for a touchdown, you ran for a touchdown, you returned a kick for a touchdown. How, how did you end up returning kicks in the first place?
1: Uh, last year, I was always like the emergency guy. Like if we went, someone went down or someone cramped, like I, I would be the emergency. I actually I did start the first game, Mid Valley, as the punt returner. And then they took me out and said, we can't, we don't want to overuse. He was like, all right. And this year they just said, they just threw me right in and I just stayed there the rest of the season.
0: Did you have any special instructions? Because they got to protect you. I mean, you're the star quarterback of the team. You can't afford to get hurt on a kick return.
1: They always, they always told me never do too much. And I mean, it's kind of hard to tell me. I always try to make the best of every every time I get the ball. And I always try to make a play whenever I could. And, I mean, I had a couple kick returns and had a couple bad returns also, but it happens.
0: Then you get Scranton Prep again after beating them badly early in the season. This was for the district championship, right? Correct. And this would have been your first district championship, right, at Wyoming area? Since 2012. since 2012 uh well let's actually go back to 2012 because you grew up in the wyoming area school district and you know do you have memories of actually that being one of the teams of your childhood
1: yeah watching nick o'brien play always watching him jordan Zeza. i think Skersky was on the team too right i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. yeah and my brother was just a manager so i remember seeing him on the sidelines giving everyone waters and that but i i remember that team very well and I always looked up to him watching O'Brien play he he was the star then, and uh, just him come up to me after the state championships saying he was proud of me it, it meant a lot it really did
0: as the district championship game last year approached, uh, did you have a similar feeling of just how much the community and, and Wyoming area was getting behind you guys
1: we had we had to put on for the community, and I know everyone was behind us and it it was a rough it was a rough year before, and we didn't want we didn't want to lose it again and everyone wanted the matchup in the district play district championship game last year with us in prep and we have it this year for a second time and for us to pull out like that it was it was huge and a real awakening for the community i think
0: what was the difference maker this time around that you know you were able to win the district
1: championship we wanted to work like we we knew we had a great team we wanted to make the best of it and I mean, we had, we always had that state playoff run, like we always had that in the back of our head, but we wanted to take it one game at a time. And when the district championship came up, we're like, we we want this. This this is a big game. This means a lot. Like it's been a while since Wyoming Area had a district championship or even a good team, and for us to be that team, it's it's honoring. Yeah.
0: So then the state playoffs begin, and it was forty three to twenty seven. You beat Montoursville, and it was actually the first pro first state playoff win in program history. Did you have a sense of what was at stake going into that game?
1: We knew they were very big, very physical, and Montorzo, hands down, one of the best teams we played all season. They they were very good. They were ready for us. We just opened up more. We opened up the playbook, went to throwing the ball more, play action, and using everything we had, and uh, we just came out on top of like. We, we prepared hard that week. We, we put in some couple new plays. We put in some new defense and how to shut shut them down when they were going on their runs. And they were very big up front, and they, they were able to hit too.
0: The state championship game, before we get to that, which was obviously an amazing game within itself, this Montoursville game was great because you guys were down 21-13 to 13 at halftime, and then the first play of the second half, you hit, uh, was it
1: Brian Williams for a touchdown? Brian Williams but... on a corner, yep, and he took it down the sidelines. And then you guys were rolling from there. Yeah, yes, we were. Then I think Jaden Russell and the kicker had a big hit after that, which got us even more going, and that, just, that was the game right there for us. He
0: had a big hit, like, on the return? On the kickoff. On the kickoff. Oh, on the kickoff.
1: But, uh, yeah, he, he, he took the kid out, and I remember he fumbled, and one of the kids picked it up and tried to run them.
0: So then you go on to, to Makwa. Um In the days leading up to that game, it was announced it was going to be at Wyoming Valley West Spartan Stadium. I mean, right in your backyard, 15 minutes, 10 minutes away from Wyoming area.
1: Was that any sort of morale booster going into the game? It felt like a home game for me. It felt like I had my whole community behind me and my whole team behind me. And we came out to play and we wanted we, – we were hungry and we made sure we were making it to that state championship game the next week and we did, we did what we had to. Do you like playing at Wyoming Valley West? I did like it. Uh, I grew up there playing there when I was younger, like freshman, seventh, eighth, and freshman year. I, I played a bunch of games there. Even in mini football, I played there a little bit. And just growing up around the area, I always played there.
0: Playing Montoursville in the state quarterfinals, was that a tougher game, actually, than Tamaqua in the semis? Because Tamaqua you beat 21 nothing, and you were in control pretty much the whole game.
1: Uh, I think if we lost it to, to Montoursville, they probably would have won – the state championship also they they were a great team and is was j- just as good also but we we were hungry to play and we we had that eye opener the week before and like we don't want to lose this so i guess we came out to play hungry that game
0: the thing that i remember from the tamaco game was how many times they threw the ball uh they yeah. might have thrown almost 50 passes and being in the secondary what was that like because we come from district two where everyone just runs the ball all the time it seems like
1: it's a little bit different, but uh, a couple of the guys in the secondary with me had been training with me, like getting ready for this season. Jake Williams, he was with me. Brian Williams, he was with me. We were, did seven on seven leagues all, all all off season, and that was huge for us. I feel like Jake Williams, you saw three what, three interceptions, right? I think it was. I think three he did, four.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And they were throwing their passes quick, and I, I just kept on telling them, like get there quick. And I, I always told the linebackers like make sure you go through your reads respect the run, but get get to your zone. And they did a great job of doing that, broke up some passes, made some tough throws for the quarterback, and that's, that's all we had to do.
0: I'm going to read your stats from that game, your stats. You had 14 carries for 46 yards, three of six passing, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Not really the most impressive stat line of your career, but it, it got the job done. And was that, you know, the only thing you guys were concerned with?
1: Uh, we we were running the ball that game, and we were able to, and that, that, that was big for us. If we can get the run game going and not use my arm, it's, it's a great day. But, I mean, I love throwing touchdown passes and all, but running the ball is kind of fun, I think.
0: You guys were showered with Hershey bars at the end of the game. Uh, did it immediately kick in that you were going to be playing for a state championship, that this is really happening?
1: Not at all. I got on the bus – I got some text messages and I was like, wow, like, this is a dream come true. I hugged my buddies and we were really happy. It, it, was, it was a great night just to know we're, we're finally going to be able to play in the state championship game, Hershey Park. And it's what you dream of when you're a little kid. And for it to come true, it's, it's such a surreal moment.
0: At the same time, Dallas was uh, getting ready to play in the state championship too. Did you have any friends on Dallas? You know, were you in communication with anybody on that team?
1: Yeah, I'm friends with a bunch of them. Jack Farrell, Michael Starbuck, Luke Delgado, Dylan Schuster, all those guys. I, I grew up with them playing mini football. I'm friends with them from basketball and other sports. Played, l- traveled lacrosse with Michael Starbuck, and he's playing lacrosse now. And I just grew up with all of them, and I knew them all. And it was really honored to see them play also.
0: All right. So the state championship approaches. Central Valley, first off, how do you go – about finding out about this team. What does Coach Spencer report to you? Just tell me what the, the scouting report
1: was. They're fast, athletic, and they like to spread us out. And it was, a, it was a different week. It was a whole different defense. We had to learn how to keep them under control, keep them inside the tackles, and how to keep up with the speed. And we, we had some kids that had some speed, but they, all four of the receivers were fast, and they knew how to play the game well.
0: Was there a pep rally in the days leading up to it? What were some of the festivities around the team?
1: It, it was a really busy week. Uh, they had two pep rallies for us, one at school, then one right before we left for the community. Uh, then I'm pretty sure they drove us. They gave us a police escort to the highway, and it was just all downhill from there.
0: Did you spend the night beforehand in Hershey, or did you just go down yes, the day we, of?
1: Yes, we did. We went down Friday night, and we spent the night in uh, a hotel.
0: What were the conversations like within the team in the night before? Were you talking about the football
1: game? Or were you talking about other things? Uh, we were really watching the other games on TV, really. And, and a bunch of us were trying to figure out the, the heating in the room. It was very hot in my room. It was, I was sweating a lot. Coaches yelled at me, saying I'm going to cramp tomorrow, and it was going to be like 30 degrees. Uh, so we got that figured out. Then uh, we just sat down, relaxed, and tried to keep our minds straight for the game
0: and the game was in the afternoon, right?
1: Um, Yep. One o'clock. I'm pretty sure. One o'clock.
0: Were you able to get to bed on time or like I could imagine just being like a kid on Christmas Eve.
1: That, that whole week, it it was a a rough sleep schedule. That's all I got to (laughs) say. I I spent a lot of time watching film, thinking about the game, how uh, I trained a lot, trained so hard for this in the off season and I I just needed to make everyone proud. And I did not sleep much before the game at all. I think I, I was up most of the night. I'm going to
0: pull up a box score in the meantime here. Uh, but when you think back to the state championship game, um, what are like some of the first memories that come rushing back to you?
1: The atmosphere of the game, how we felt, uh, to pregame talks. It's, it was just wasn't real. Uh, it's like we're playing a state championship game. As a kid, you're watching this growing up you want to be there one day and it just clicks in your head one at the time and saying like I'm here I, I need to make I need to prove my point I need to show them what we can do and it, I'm just happy we had the opportunity to show up, show off for us
0: yeah you guys were down 14 nothing and was it the fourth quarter you got hurt and came out of the game
1: uh, I tore my. I tore it in the third quarter
0: Tore it in the third quarter.
1: When you tore it, did you know that it was a serious injury? What did you think? Not at all. When I went down, I actually grabbed my right knee because that's where I took the helmet. And my left knee was perfectly fine. No no pain, no nothing. And they were checking my right knee. But when I got over to the sidelines, I mean, they helped me to the sidelines because it was pretty hard to walk still. Uh, and then I just put, brushed them off, started jogging, feeling like I need to get back out there for my team. Then just uh, I heard the, everyone yell and Interception and I was like, I, I can't stay here any longer. Like, I, I need to get back on the field. I went to go run back onto the field. Dr. Gibbons grabbed me, and uh, kind of tried – I tried to be nice. I was like – I pushed him off me, and I just ran back on. I did feel bad after I got on the field. I, I apologized to him after the game, and I told him I was just in the heat of the moment. I, I needed to get back out there with my team and my boys, and he understood. He really did.
0: And that was right before, I guess, you threw the touchdown pass to Riley Russon? Yes, it was. Because that was uh, like a miraculous throw. 80-yard touchdown to make it 14-7 to with 11-13 left. Uh, I remember watching the replay on television. It looked like you weren't necessarily throwing the ball to him. Uh, how did that play come together?
1: Uh, it was supposed to be like a wide dump over the linebacker to at the Derrick, but uh, I got pressure by two defense defensive uh, tackles and uh, I had to step up in the pocket and then run and I saw Derek he was open in the middle of the field and I was just hoping for a first down it was 38 I was like just get the ball to someone and let's make it let's make a make a drive here and I just remember throwing the ball to Derek and Russin came out of nowhere didn't even see him I was like I didn't even know who took the ball until I saw him run and I was like wow like that just happened
0: how much did the momentum shift I mean at that point because there were still 11 minutes left and you guys were still losing. So, but how much did that change the face of the game?
1: I don't care what anyone says. My personal opinion, Raleigh Rustin's catch for a touchdown was the game changer. And you could just see in their eyes like, wow, like that just happened. And uh, they start to get down and we start to get fired up and we, we came out to play. We're like, we're still in this. It's only a touchdown. We've been down by more before. And, uh, it, it was it clicked for us all, and we we all came out. We all came together, and we started playing together, getting blocks, moving the ball down the field slowly, but we we're getting the ball down the field, and uh, that was big.
0: Derek Ambrosino, the person who you were trying to hit, um, he ended up scoring the next touchdown. Now he's a pretty big kid. He's got to be one of the biggest targets you've ever thrown to, right?
1: Yeah, he's one of the bigger targets I've had in my season, my uh, career.
0: So when you're looking for him in the end zone, um, is it just different? because he has so he covers so much space and he could catch so so much
1: taller than everyone. And uh, I remember one play from a Pittston week uh, in the corner of the end zone. I just remember he was, he was like double covered. And I was like, this kid's six, five, he has, he has to be able to jump. And I was like, I threw it nice and high for him and he he went up for the ball and it was an awesome catch. He got the touchdown. And I was like, no, no point we can do this right now. It's no, it's not a different game.
0: So uh, 14 to 14, Central Valley gets the ball back. Uh, do you recall exactly what happened from that point?
1: Yeah, after Rustin's uh, big hit, all of us got fired up and we we were ready. We got hungry. Our defense started to click. Derek and Caleb with a big sack on the first on the first play of the drive. That was huge for us. Then uh, just keeping them all under control and not making them make, make big plays. And uh, that was huge for us. You remember
0: all of this with really great clarity. I don't know if it's just because it was nine months ago
1: or so, or maybe have you watched the game several times since? Oh, more than several times. Uh, it's been played a lot in this house and just around the community. And I, I like—I always think about it. I always go back, see, see what could have happened, see what didn't happen. And I think about it a lot. Uh,
0: so then you ended up running in the – the game-winning touchdown, uh, one-yard run. Uh, still, forty seconds left. Did you feel like that was game right there, or were you holding your breath? What was going on?
1: You could see when I went in, they all looked down from the other team, and we we were pumped, we were excited, and uh, we 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 couldn't let them take this out of our hands with the with forty seconds left in the game. I pulled them all together on in, in the, in the side and said, we aren't finished yet. We're not done until that clock hits zero. And uh, we shut them down after that, and we started to click more then.
0: You mentioned that after the state semifinals, it didn't really hit you until you were on the bus and even after then. When you won the state championship, you're posing for pictures on the field. Everybody's uh, coming around you. Did it hit you then that you had just won a state
1: title? Not at all. I, nothing felt real. I felt like I was in a dream. And I, I, I can't remember much of what happened after, like, at, like, interviews. Like, some of the stuff I said, like, watching it was like, wow, I don't remember saying that at all. Like, I totally, like, blacked out. Like, couldn't, couldn't realize what was going on. It was just, everything was moving so fast. People coming up to me, talking to me, taking pictures, and uh, just talking to everyone. then I got to see my dad and uh, give <laughs> him a nice big hug. We started crying and uh, then I got to see my mom and it was, it was, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, then you committed to Penn State uh after the
1: season, right? Yes, I did.
0: When you joined that, cl- well, first off, did James
1: Franklin reach out to you about that state championship game? He, was he there actually? Yeah, he was on the sidelines. I uh picked the ball off in front of him, actually. I remember that. I remember seeing him on the sidelines when I turned around. That was the first time I saw him in the game. I was like, oh, geez, like he's right there. <laughs>
0: um, and even though you had had a really solid high school football career, did you feel like that changed everything? The fact that you were now a state champion, first state championship, and you did it in such, you know, amazing fashion, really?
1: It, it, I, I can't even put words to how we felt. Like just to be the first team to win a state championship at Wyoming area, it's, it's a, it's a real honor. There's a lot of great teams here in uh, for us to be one of those teams to accomplish such a big, big, big deal, it's a state championship game. Not everyone gets to say that they want it. And it, it still doesn't feel real to right now, but it's crazy. Eventually,
0: you did get the diagnosis, I guess, that you tore your ACL, that you had to get a procedure done. Had you ever had surgery done before then?
1: Uh, last year, I actually tore my meniscus during the season and played the whole season with it.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so getting the diagnosis that you tore the ACL, did that damper things at all?
1: I actually, when I went for my MRI, they said I had an ACL sprain and my doctor did not feel like that was a correct MRI. So he wanted to go in to just scope it out, see what's wrong. And he just thought my, uh, meniscus tore again because, uh, my knee was swollen. And there was fluid in my knee and I was expecting just small surgery, meniscus, that's it. Uh, The only thing I remember, they put me down and I woke up in the waiting room and I just remember like my leg felt heavy, couldn't move it. It was like, what's going on? I asked the doctor, he said, oh, you tore your ACL. It was 80% torn and we had to do reconstructive surgery and I just, I lost it and it was, it was a rough time. It's a real eye-opener going through this process.
0: And how has the recovery gone and, and will you be back to 100% ideally when everything gets cleared?
1: Uh, the first couple months are not fun at all. You feel really down and uh, useless. I felt really useless, not being able to play a sport, not being able to lift, not being able to move around. People having to uh, baby me and uh, help me out, do a lot of stuff. Couldn't even put on socks. It was, it was rough. It was very rough, but uh, I feel like I will get back and I feel like I'm great right now. Uh, I just started running again, just uh, went back to Athletic Republic. Today was actually my last day of therapy. It was very sad saying goodbye to those guys. They they treated me well, and I made really good connections with them and really good friendships with a lot of them. And It was sad saying goodbye, but I had to get going.
0: Is there even – because I know that, like, in baseball, when guys get Tommy John surgery, they could actually come back stronger. Is there any chance that the ACL could be repaired and, you know, improved upon?
1: Yes without a doubt I I actually before I started football my for my senior season I was only able uh, at uh, Athletic Republic they have a treadmill that we see how fast we can run as uh, speed runs and I was at 21 and a half miles per hour and actually this week on Tuesday I ran 22 and uh, I'm only, I'm only 6 6 months out of surgery and uh, the, the doctor did say you con- you could come back better than you were before and I feel like That's true. And I feel like I am going to be able to do that and take off hopefully soon.
0: And I see in the back of uh, your recording there that you got spikes. Oh, and a nice poster. Are those spikes spikes. like uh, from the state title game?
1: No, those are actually the spikes from, I want to say Montoursville was the last time I wore those, but uh, I actually ran out of those and I broke them. So that's why I hung them up and my white ones, I still use on the train right now. So I'll, I'll probably hang those up when I get to school.
0: And now uh, going to Penn State as a preferred walk-on, um, what is your expectation of what you get out of your Penn State career? And, and what are you going to be studying?
1: Uh, I will be studying, well, I, I'm a communications right now, but I might be uh, changing to criminology with a minor in communications. And my goal is just to go out there and, prove that i'm here to play and i'm good enough as some of these scholarship players and i i want to make a name for myself and i'm used to being the underdog i have no problem with it and i'm ready to prove myself to them in the world all right
0: dom well i feel like we covered everything i wanted to talk about hopefully you enjoyed this was it fun to read uh, i did it it
1: it was awesome i i I enjoyed talking about it